Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas today. We're in the toy space. Like, I can't even wait for you to meet Courtney Peebles. She's with Salabo toys she's like the founder her and her husband started this company i can't even wait to dive in um it, it's a category we haven't spent much time on on the contender cast and i'm really excited to dive into it today courtney so great to have you on the podcast yes hi thank you so much for having me this is an awesome uh, opportunity i'm excited that you're here as i mentioned we just haven't spent enough time on toys um over the last what five or six years as i was telling you before we hit record um and i'm excited because you've got a really unique take on it and a, an incredible angle that you guys have taken at solo um and you, i can't wait to unpack your story so let's do this how about uh share with our audience a little bit about you and what led up to launching the business yeah so um like you said, my name is Courtney. Um, and I am not, I don't exactly have the most, um, entrepreneurial background. I have, um, a history and more of like creative spaces. Um, but then I, you know, I've had my time in professional business spaces and all of that. Um, but really, um, I have my bachelor's in, uh, digital media and design, and then I have my master's in film producing. So it's not exactly what lines up wow. with the toy industry. I love that though. Yeah. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's, but oddly enough, my master's like really set us up for understanding how to produce a product. Because if you think about it, a film is a product. Totally. Um, just a different kind of product. Um, so that kind of was like kind of a ripple effect um, into where we are now and with Salabo. Um, and Salvo really started, like, if I'm being completely honest, it started because I wanted to stay with my kids. Oh, wow. Interesting. Um, okay. And I was reaching the end of my master's program and my youngest son, he has a lot of medical needs, um, that we are in the doctor's office, like a couple of times a month, um, at least once a week. So I really wanted to find a way to, um, make money at home with being able to be with him. And that way, like the care could stay in our family. Um, but I, as I'm sure you know, making money at home isn't as simple as just making money at home. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so, we, <true. laughs> so we got really creative. And if I'm being completely honest, we didn't expect this to turn out the way that it has. But it's been a really cool thing that it has turned out this way. Okay. Well, you, you set up all kinds of interesting questions there. So um, <laughs> before we get to the, it hasn't turned out how you thought and whatnot, um, you, you, where did the idea come from for products? And, and how, did you always know it was going to be toys? And share with our audience a bit about those toys. Yeah. So the very um, first toy that I ever designed, um, I designed back in the pandemic. It was actually after I had my um, oldest son, he is about to turn uh, four. So he was uh, newly born. And I noticed that when he was going to learn, um, he really just liked simplicity. So our toys are simplistic, but they offer ex like the way that I word it, it's exceptional learning opportunities. So 
our very first toy that I designed is called a learn and drop and it's a wooden box and then it comes with learning flashcards but they're not like your typical learning flashcards they're also very simple and but they provide like a really wide variety of activities that you can do with the toy and that's you know the entire goal that I had was to make learning fun and simple sure just because of what I observed with my kids and so the learning drop was designed back in the pandemic. It was something that I built out of the materials that we had in our garbage. And um, my oldest son took to it like immediately and he loved it. Um, and truly that idea got tabled for a while because um, that was almost four years ago now. So it wasn't until a year ago that really like the idea came back up. And then a couple weeks after that was when I designed the emotions coin drop, which is also a very simplistic toy, a wood toy that has um, six different emotions on it that also have the colors of the rainbow. Sure. And kids can take the wooden coins and put them in with the different emotions. Ah, interesting. Okay. So very, very cool toys and very great, a great design and whatnot. How did you go from, I have an idea for the learn and drop to actually producing it? So I watched a lot of YouTube, if I'm being honest, <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, the you talk about how you haven't talked to, to very many people with the toy industry. And it's true because there's not a whole lot of information out there. Um, so I kind of had to, like, put pieces together to kind of get to where um, the true information was of what we needed to get there. So sure. I started with YouTube. And then I took a class on like Amazon FBA and just learned how that worked. And then I learned from that class how to actually find suppliers to manufacture something um, because you, it's not as simple as, oh, you just Google, where do I find a supplier? Right. <laughs> um, there's, you know, you have to do some digging. And so I actually came across, I think, 10 suppliers that I had done my research and then I interviewed all 10 of them. And out of that was our golden one that we picked. And um, I worked with them and got prototypes of the learn and drop done first. And then after that, I think it was like about a month later, we got the prototype done of the emotions coin drop. And um, then we went through a fundraising round with my, like my family and my husband's family. Sure. And that's kind of how we got um, the money to do the first order and then kind of snowball from there. Wow. Uh, and then who were you targeting? Were you already selling product or how were you getting the word out? So I actually work part time with a speech language pathologist. Um, I do like remote admin work for her and she um, we just developed like a really solid friendship as I was working with her and she um, offered to do a test our toys in her space, like in her space with her um, clients. And that was actually huge to our toy development and huge to understanding who we were going to market to. Sure. So we got a lot of incredible feedback from her and just the clients that was in the practice, they gave us feedback as well. And then with that information, we took that and we did a Kickstarter. Oh, and in the Kickstarter, it. we primarily marketed towards speech therapists. Got um, it. And because we had a lot of information about how it could be used in a play-based setting, 
And so that really worked well for us. And really a large piece of our customer base is still speech therapists. So it's just kind of been a, like, uh, if you start with a speech therapist then they tell their other speech therapist colleagues and then they tell their clients. So it's just been kind of a lot of word of mouth. Got it. No, that's interesting. And when did it go from, hey, this is a fun uh, project and we're going to make, you know, order, uh, you know, quantity of product because we've got funding to, oh, this is actually turning into a business. Yeah. So it was probably about a month before we got our first order in um, because we were on pre-orders and we, you know, I've worked with some um, like people business people to get advice about like, okay, we're doing pre-orders. Like how many realistically are we going to get in pre-orders? And basically the numbers that we were getting in pre-order were more than we ever expected we were going to get in pre-order. And we were like, oh, people actually like this enough to be like, oh, I'm going to pre-order that. Sure. Because the difference in buying something versus pre-ordering something is they are like, oh, I know that this will come eventually versus I know that this will come now. So we had a lot of pre-orders and we were like, wait, okay, like we're actually on something here. Got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Interesting, we were like, right? Okay, well, like, exciting. we'll try this. <laughs> yeah. That's really, really cool. Now, how um, how do you think about like the next new game, I'll call it, or next new toy? Um, are you always designing puzzle, the next puzzle, the next book, the next sticker, the next toy? Like, how are you thinking about that? Yeah, so I actually have a book releasing um, tomorrow, actually, um, a children's book. And I guess by the time this airs, it'll be already released. But Absolutely. <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> I just kind of have ideas always working in my head. And also, like the, one of the benefits of working with speech therapists is they also have incredible insight that they just share naturally. And just like from being in that realm and just like observing and listening, I can get a lot of ideas that way. Sure. But truly, like a lot of inspiration comes from me being a stay at home mom with my kids and just seeing the way that they play and understanding how they want to play and what toys they gravitate towards and why they gravitate towards it. I love that. Wow. Um, so what's next as you look to the next six to 12 months? Is it getting more sales on Amazon? Is it growing, getting into stores? Is it just expanding your knowledge, not, not only knowledge, awareness of your brand with other speech therapists and whatnot? What, how do you think about that? Yeah. So our goal is to expand into stores. We have done really well on Amazon um, and we're getting into wholesale. We had our first wholesale order, which was very exciting. Oh, that's awesome. Congrats. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It's, you know, it's the little mouse and we're like, wow, this this is really cool. Um, And we have another toy that is being launched at the Toy Fair. Oh, um, good. At the end of September. Yeah. And we have um, some other things in the works. Um, But really, the goal is just just to continue with the brand awareness, which is, you know, it's stuff like this that we're um, getting the word out there about our toys. And, you know, it's like, I say speech therapists are part of our main market, but it's also parents like and educating parents about how our toys can be used in so many different ways. Like that's part of our brand awareness Um, and just like communicating things the right way so that people understand like everybody can use this toy for any child. Totally. 
No, that's that's great. And for those who don't know Toy Fair, Toy Fair, it's one of the largest events of the year worldwide. Um, and it's a great place to introduce toys. Uh, there's a lot of toy um, experts and buyers and wholesale and retailers there looking for the next new thing. It's a really cool um, event in New York City um, at Javits. Yeah. And uh, really, really cool. Um, if you haven't ever checked it out and you've got a toy idea, you should check it out. But um, they also have a program called Launchpad, which is kind of neat for all like new, new products that are coming in. It's one of the coolest spots or yeah, coolest areas. Yeah, we are actually... Yeah, we're actually in the Launchpad Zone. Oh, uh, good. Um, this, is our, this is our first one. And our Emotions Coin Drop, the one that... Um, that was the one that was featured in Forbes. That one is going to be in the Freshman Showcase. So oh, it'll be like good. these nice Congrats. glass boxes as people walk in and stuff like that. So that's going to be really cool. Um, I always love to ask our guests um, some of the biggest lessons learned in launching a new brand or product in your early days. Um, and you've got lots of runway in front of you. But what would you offer to some of the other entrepreneurs that are listening to our show? Yeah. So if it's toy specific, um, I would just make sure that you know, without a shadow of a doubt, what requirements you need to meet um, in like producing children's products. Because when we got into it, we knew that there were requirements, but we didn't understand the depth of like testing and like product safety and all of that, which we quickly found out and adjusted. Um, And our toys are safe. (laughs) (laughs) We made sure of that. Like, but there's a unpack lot of that a little bit. Like, what, so give us an example for those that are not familiar with the toy space. Yeah, so there is um, something called a child product safety certificate, and that is required for companies who work with manufacturers overseas. They're required in order to sell them. So, like when we get on Amazon. In order to sell our toys, we have to provide the testing um, that shows that our toys are safe and we have to provide um, the child product safety certificate. So basically, the testing is really in-depth. It tests the colors. It tests the wood. It tests literally anything. Like It tests like the flam- like flammability um, just to make sure that there's nothing that could harm a child. Um, and it also tells us what is our toy rating. Um, and that just tells us like, okay, our toy is safe for 12 months and up. Like that's a legal something that is actually based on parameters of an actual toy. Got it. Um, that's really interesting. And for, and, you know, like if you're in the food space, you're worried about food quality and food safety and whatnot. And, and toy space, you have your own things you got to think about, right? It's incredible. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned as we were kicking off that things didn't turn out the way that you expected or that you had planned. Share a little bit of what you mean by that. Yes. Yeah, so I qu- quickly, once you know, once the pre-orders were done, I quickly realized that this wasn't going to be something that um, was just going to be like part time. So um, I have worked a lot at nights so that I could be with my kids. Um, that's been like really time management has been one of the more difficult things to navigate because I do really prioritize my kids. Um, obviously my husband, Daniel, he's here with me too. Um, but we both want to keep the care for our children with us. Um, and that's a lot to do with my youngest son's medical needs and us being the one to, you know, administer his medicine and stuff like that, um, that we really feel strongly about that. So time management has been something that I've really had to kind of navigate and figure out because it's like, okay, well, if I wake up in the morning and I start working as soon as I open my eyes, is that really like beneficial or is it beneficial to wait until 10 o'clock or 
whatever, wait till my kids go to sleep. Um, trying to find the balance of, you know, number one, taking care of myself and then number two, running a business. And then also like taking care of my family. Um, it's just been a lot of like, like learning what doesn't work and then figuring out what does. And I can only imagine, right? And you're trying to juggle and <laughs> prioritize and it started off as a hobby and all of a sudden you're getting pre-orders and you've got to fulfill those orders. And I'm guessing you don't have somebody shipping those for you and you guys are picking and packing and you know shipping and managing all of that today, right? Yeah, my husband sits down and checks every single toy before <laughs> we send it out. And you know what though? He has gotten a system down and he does it so quickly. Then, but like so like precise and i'm like this is your thing like that's so <laughs> great <laughs> rock out on that <laughs> and uh, yeah and how fun to get to work on this together right yeah and he like he comes from a creative space too he's a film editor director so this is definitely not his category either but he has grown to love it just as much as i have um and you know we can still infuse things with creativity because of the nature of the business that we're in um so it's actually worked out more towards like uh, like appreciating our creative side as well so that's been really cool and um you know we love being together as a family and we love that we're still able to do that even with all of this sure because um, really that's the goal i get it no doubt uh, so cool. Um, neat story. Love the product um, and and what's in front of you. And I mean, like I said, your early days, you just got your first like wholesale order and whatnot. And there's plenty more to come. Um, you, need, you're surprised, you, you know, this would also be great for some of the gift shows. You know what I mean? They're, like the, you, you can probably meet some retailers there that would want to carry this. Yeah. Um, where can our audience find you? Uh, check out your product, buy product, etc. Yeah. So we are on Amazon, um, Salvo Toys. We have our full Amazon shop set up, um, but we're also on our website, salvotoys.com. And we mostly are on um, Instagram, which is actually where we post a lot of activities um, for parents um, or even specialists to um, really extend the life of our toys. So I always tell people like, go check out the activities that we do because um, you could buy a toy and then use it for what it's like primarily marketed for, but then there's so many other ways to use it. Um, it just takes a little bit of creative thinking and um, really like it is vital to the life of our toys is to know that there's so many open-ended ways to use them. So, you know, check out our store, check out our website, um, follow us on social media, all the, all the platforms are probably there. I did, <laughs> um, start a, a video podcast with some, uh, like interviewing some people who are in the pediatric space. So that's pretty cool. We're on YouTube, um, and presenting it through Salabo. So that's something that I, is cool too. Worth checking out. All right. And I, before we go, I know our audience is like, wait, what does Salabo mean? Like, why Salabo? Like, how did you come up with the company? And I always love to oh, ask yes. this question. So, where did that come from? So, Salabo is actually a DBA for Solomon Boss. Oh, um, Solomon it. Boss is the name, like my kids' middle names combined. So, my oldest, his middle name is Solomon, and my youngest, his middle name is Boss. So Solomon Boss got it. Push it together and got Solomon. Solomon, <laughs> I love it, Courtney. So good having you with us. Um, pretty cool. Um, what you're doing and exciting to see where this goes. You've got to come back on down the road. I know you'll have more stories for us and more products and, yeah. um, and and more success as you continue to grow. But it's been so great having you with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. The Contender Cast is powered by Contender Brands. 
and is the top global consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast. You can find additional ContenderCast episodes on worldwide podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.